welcome back to your Everton Women's official podcast. Unfortunately for yourselves, this week there is no Davy Thompson, so we will have no dodgy Scottish accents, Irish accents, unless I decide to throw one in there, we shall see. But absolutely delighted to say that joining us this week on the podcast, of course, sponsored by Lillette, is our very own Izzy Christiansen. Izzy, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. It's always lovely to see you, always got a big <laughs> smile on your face and, you know, no doubt you're feeling really good at the moment. Um, frustrated to, given the, the situations recently, a couple of games have been postponed, but in our most recent, recent fixture, you were back with a couple of goals, solid performance, a great way to start the new year. You must be feeling great at Everton at the moment. Yeah, things have been good since um, we began this campaign. And yeah, I mean, it was, it's was it been a frustrating couple of months for us, especially since Wembley, since we um, took, took Man City to the wire at Wembley. And yeah, we feel like we've, as a team, we've not necessarily performed like we know we can. So I think the break over Christmas was really good for us to reflect. Um, kind of re-energise and get back get back on the training pitch and work hard and um, now the girls have been super since we've been back in training's been excellent and yeah we're really happy to to kick off uh, the year with with three points last weekend against Bristol um, naturally frustrated that the the next two fixtures during during the week last week were, were cancelled due to the weather um, and the pitch respectively but now we're good. We're looking ahead to the weekend. Um, Manchester United at home, so hopefully we can have a big impact on that game, um, and we're looking forward to it. But somebody else who was at Wembley that day, but unfortunately on the opposite side. For <laughs> um, you know, but she's cut, she's come back to us now. Somebody that you know very very well, Izzy. Um, you would have been with her before at Everton as well. Jill Scott, MBE. Wow, back at Everton. You, you, what, what is it like to, uh, to have, have Jill back here? You know, she's, again, like yourself, won, you know, won everything, played, done everything there is to do in the game, a household name. Um, but she's just a great person with a great personality as well. Yeah, I think you've, you've said everything there is to say about <laughs> Jill. I think I enjoyed playing with her at Manchester City and at England for a good five years at City um, where we enjoyed a lot of success together as midfield partners and I think that her coming in to, to our squad now is, is a really smart signing um, for many reasons and I think that Jill brings a lot of experience naturally to the team and I think that her consistency on a daily basis and her kind of humbleness, her humour, she's a great person to have around and I think we talk about the values of, of our club and Jill epitomises those values so to have her coming in at this time I think it's really important um, and, and it's going to be really beneficial for the team. Definitely and you've just mentioned five years you know worth of playing alongside her uh, with Manchester City with England uh, now back at Everton and <laughs> We, we all know that Jill is somebody who's got a cracking sense of humour. Um, she did her initiation song on her first away trip with the club. And I believe we can have a little listen to, to how she got on. Jill there with a beautiful rendition of Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre, accompanied, uh, for those that obviously can't see this right now, by some marvellous dance moves. <laughs> Izzy, have you seen that initi initiation a few times before? 
Yeah, I've seen it many a time, so it wasn't a shock to me. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, that, that humour that we talk about that she brings, that's, that's Jill, isn't it? And you said also, she can have fun, but she's a hard worker. And something that the manager, Willie Kirk, has said, um, also that I thought was a, a really interesting quote, is that, you know, she might only be with us on loan till the end of the season, but he feels that the impact of having her around for these coming months will have a lasting effect that will go on much further. You know, we've got the likes of, uh, we were speaking before, before we started recording, the likes of Hannah Cohen, um, you know, young Grace Clinton as well. Um, what can having uh, Jill around the place and the likes of, of course, yourself, Claire Emsley, these, these winners, um, you know, that, that must be so great for the, the young players that we've also are bringing through from Everton Devs as well. Yeah, definitely. It's so important at a club to have, like, how do you sort of describe, like talent and role models in every kind of department through the age groups. We've got young players, we've got players in the early 20s, we've got players mid-20s, and we've got players up towards the 30s and above now with, with, with Joe coming in. And I think that it's a really nice balance we have in our yeah. team. I was in somewhat um, craving another experienced head in the team. I think we, we really benefited. We're going to really benefit from having Jill's experience in the team, game management experience of playing in the league for God knows how many years. Um, so, yeah, like you say, I mean, it's, it's excellent for our younger players growing up. Like you say, Hannah Cohen, she's doing excellently in training. Grace Clinton, she's doing the same. And I think these young players, all they can do is just keep improving. And when you've got the likes of Jill Scott uh, training on the same field with you every day, you'd be... A little bit stupid not to to watch what she's doing and learn from her so um that's a message to to grace and hannah <laughs> <laughs> um but but no i mean like i said i can only speak highly of the recruitment of jill and yeah i think we've done really well in that definitely and you know i, I know you yourself as well um you, you're a few years younger than jill there i know she won't mind me saying that but uh, i know that with the experience you've got you also are um you mentioned the, the girls we've got that you know players with experience and very talented players but at the you know they're in their early 20s you you've taken players like that under their wing and you you take it very seriously being able to instill your knowledge and your experience in the game in in these younger players in the squad as well yeah definitely I think that I've been really reflective on what I can do and obviously I've achieved a lot in my career and coming back to Everton I knew it was a different type of challenge I think going to Leon was was hugely ambitious and obviously being in and around the world's best players on a day-to-day -day basis was massive for my kind of development and growth not just as a footballer but as a person as well um being at man city enjoying some some great spells there pfa player of the year had a great year there one year and things like that it all adds to what then i can kind of relate to younger players i mean it's not my number one objective to inspire and to be a role model every day but by being me and giving my best every day i subconsciously will be um, and I'm a bubbly person as well. I'm similar to Jill in that sense. I always want to have a laugh with everyone and I don't really have my kind of like, not cliques, but kind of like, I, I love speaking to everyone at training every day. So You're a social think, butterfly, is he? Yeah, just naturally, I'm just like that. And I think that I, I just like to kind of bring the best out of people around me, whether it's on the pitch or, or off it. And I think I always want to have a laugh. And it's, I think it's, it all contributes towards the culture of the team. And the culture of the team, we all know of late, has become really kind of forefront in the media and, and what's important. And I do think we are building something pretty special. Um, and obviously the culture thing is so important uh, moving forwards and, and to get team success. So you don't always have to have on paper the best players in the world to be a great team. 
because the culture can sometimes do the talking as well. So we, we know where we are, we know where we are and we know where we want to go. So it's just an exciting process to be part of and we're enjoying the journey a lot. I'm certainly enjoying it, watching it as uh, somebody who's privileged enough to to be able to follow the team closely and, and as a supporter as well. It's, it's you know, I can't tell you enough how exciting it is uh, for us all. But something that you, you mentioned there um, and that we were going to discuss with you is the fact, you know, getting the PFA Player of the Year back in your time at Manchester City. And I know you are such a humble girl and, you know, you, you, you never want to big yourself up too much, but... You know, that's massive, Izzy. And how, must, how does that feel to know that, you know, you're in one of the best leagues in the world and it's your peers, it's these people that have all had to play against you, probably begrudgingly. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's Izzy again. We've got to have a tough game against her. They've voted for you, you know, as the best. That must be some feeling. I th- yeah, huge. I think it's only until afterwards, a year or two afterwards, I really realised how significant winning that was I think at the time I was in such a kind of flow of improvement and and being the best and and all that that kind of got a little bit lost in enjoying the moment a little bit and I remember saying to my manager Nick Cushing at the time like he was sort of like congratulating me and I sort of like yeah but doesn't mean anything unless I do it again next year do you know what I mean so hard on myself and I'm much less like that now um (laughs) because winning the PFA trophy back to back is I think largely unlikely anyway um but yeah I should, very just, rough, yeah I should have just enjoyed the moment more and I think because I am pretty humble and, and I don't really like talking about my own success a lot I I get shy about it and I think that because I always wonder I always feel I've had this quote in my mind all the time for the last sort of 10 years of my career that the day you think you've made it is the day you should give up yeah. and I think that's always been at the forefront of my thoughts and whatever I do or achieve and I think that looking back if I'd have perhaps been a little bit more enjoying of the moment and maybe a little bit more kind of loud about the fact that I'd won it I probably would have given myself a bit more praise than than what I did um and I remember on Instagram the only photo I uploaded of me with the trophy was like the day after in the taxi on the way to the train station just with a random t-shirt on probably a pajama t-shirt just (laughs) off to London Euston to get to get back up north and I'd had this lovely dress for the occasion, my hair and makeup was all done and it's just, no it's pictures. just funny. I wouldn't change it for, for anything because it's who I am. I'm just That's not, you. I'm not loud about it. So it's just funny how things work and I'm not a big like, I don't know, Instagram gal or anything. So I just, <laughs> I just love playing football and I love the fact that this is my job and every day like driving through the gates of St. Charm, I just, I just love playing football and I feel like at the moment I'm enjoying my football that much that I just I'm just playing in the garden with my brother like I was when I was a kid. So class. Um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's class. And just hearing you say that, you know, it, 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 it is that is just you, Izzy. There's no airs and graces about you. Just on something you said there about playing football in your garden with your brother. That's just great because that's what it's about. The essence of you know you play football. I bet when you were a kid kicking the ball around, you didn't. You know, you don't know then that you're going to go on to be is a super successful professional footballer but obviously that's where you're at now but essentially the essence of why we all play the game and love the game is because of the love for it and the fun of it and do you feel that being back at Everton has allowed you to kind of really fall back in love with with playing again? Yeah without a doubt I think the enthusiasm of the coaches Willie and his his staff team Chris Roberts, Claire Ditchburn, 
the, the technical and our analysts as well, Christoph and, and Lawrence, like they, their enthusiasm and their like detail in the game is like something I've never worked with before. It's amazing. And I think as well as their exceptional at their jobs, I think as well as that, they're, they're amazing people as well. And I think there's just such a good like feel around the club um in terms of just like having conversations about random stuff like chris our assistant he'll talk to me about he's got pet rabbits like <laughs> he talks to me about things on like, and he, he's just great like the way he kind of like he's football focused but then he's got other things in his life as well and obviously it just kind of it, it kind of creates a, a non-pressured environment and it, it allows you to just be yourself and just enjoy things naturally um, and I think I've really benefited from that sort of environment and I, and I know my teammates are as well because we've got a really good club feel to us um, we care about each other a lot as teammates um, I think from a recruitment point of view Willie's now assembling the squad which which he has has selected in somewhat and I think that you can just tell like everyone in our team like we, we genuinely care about each other um, just as people first more than anything and I think it's obviously hard when you go into games thinking that you're going to win or hoping, obviously striving for a result and you don't get that. The disappointment is because we care about each other and we care about our results. So yeah. I think that the environment that we have is really unique and I think that it's only going to get stronger and I think as it gets stronger, we'll be stronger on the pitch as well. Definitely. And, you know, we have just um, announced, we spoke about Jill, a really exciting uh, signing returning to the club. And another uh, signing that can excite fans is that of Alicia Lehman as well from West Ham, young Swiss international, again, international young. We spoke about that balance of the team, you know, having slightly older heads in there, internationals, different age groups. I'm sure she'll be an excellent addition to this side as well and, and creates even more, you know, strength in depth in positions and, and, and another excellent addition to Everton. Yeah, I mean, Alicia, um, she's quick, direct. Um, so I think those are the qualities that, that we look for in, in forward plays, plays that we've got. And like you say, it will add depth and, and competition into our front line um, who are already firing. I think that we're starting to see our current players um, starting to get back onto the, onto the firing line in terms of Nico, Sorensen, Haley. Val, Simon Gill, Claire Emsley, and then obviously adding Alicia into that mix. We've got some some pretty exciting players there that are all going to obviously compete. And I think, as well as anything, the great the great people as well. And I think they'll thrive off thrive off that competition and also just keep the freshness in the team because it's integral for us to be able to sustain the way that we play for ninety minutes, not just for sixty or fifty. Um, and like we said, we've we've played some pretty exciting football so far this season it's it's a thoroughly enjoyable team to play in and also watch as well and I think that for that we do rely a lot on pace and directness in in the forward area so from what I believe Alicia will bring those two qualities to our team as well and, and add to what we've already got. Definitely well as you said you know pace and directness is something that we, we're accustomed to seeing now uh, in Everton. Nico Sorensen, Hayley Rasso, players that have come in and just absolutely set as a light every time they're on the ball you're on the edge of your seat or in my case on the edge of the, the barriers jumping up and down and, and roaring them on so no it's it's excellent to see um two new faces that I'm sure are going to bed in really well with Everton and that brings us quite nicely to our Lillette halftime team talk 
So we're here at USM Finch Farm. It's a glorious day and I am delighted to say that I am joined by our very own Shani Boyd Lorca. You are a role model for females in the sport. You've been a professional footballer now with Everton for a good number of years and you, you carry that with you, don't you? What does it mean to you to be a role model to these young people? I think for all of us uh, who play football at a high level, at a professional level, we're all role models for the next generation of females coming through. So yeah, it's a, it's a big thing to be a part of. Well, the Lets have asked me to come down today and talk to you about periods. Obviously, it's a massive thing for females in sport. Um, I think for me, I was a, a late bloomer. So I started when I was 17. I come from a big family, there's a lot of girls, so I've got four sisters, sorry, three sisters. <laughs> so many of us are loose count, but yeah, um, so we've all been through the same thing, so I had a lot of people to speak speak to, and I think being in sports and doing exercise, it kind of helps with the, the, pain, the pain that you get, like the belly cramps and stuff and the back pain. Um, I think exercise is a massive thing that helps relieve that. And Shani let with an excellent initiative here as well, a service provided for anybody with any questions. Would you um, urge listeners to get involved with that if they've got any questions about periods or anything of the sort? Um, encourage them to get involved with Lilette's talk. Yeah, I think Lilette's what they're doing. It's, it's amazing. Like when If anyone's got any questions from all ages, you can just get some advice off them and ask any questions that you want from pains from different times that you come on things like that anything involving the whole menstrual cycle then definitely get involved and you'll be sure to get some good advice that you can take on board brilliant shani thank you so much for your time that You're was welcome. the halftime team talks with alette and chantelle boyd you made a cake for Molly Pike the other day as well for a birthday can, can oh. we expect to see a bake-off with you <laughs> do you know what? I've actually been wondering speaking to Dan and Lucy about whether we should maybe do like a, a bake-off like on zoom or something but I don't know maybe it's a, it's a suggestion for a team building activity I'm not sure I think but would it end up team building or would it end up like you know beefing who's done the best cake oh. like it would Remember get competitive, that? there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I know, well, this is it. Let's, let's see. Let's, we're going to cause carnage here now. We're talking about the team atmosphere. We're going to have a bake-off and it's all going to go. It's all going to go down the pan. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, where's that chemistry on the pitch gone? Well, Izzy came through with a great Victoria sponge and Lucy's not talking to an owl. <laughs> no, I think that's something that we can... Uh, <laughs> we can definitely look out for uh, future content. I know I'd want to see that. <laughs> I hope the BBC are listening. Or oh, is it Channel 4 now, the Bake Off son? I'd love oh, to go yeah. on that to finish my career. So this is a plug for that. Well, this is, do you know what? Again, Izzy, um, quite often I'll, I'll flick my television on um, to watch some of the football and quite often I'll see your face there um, <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing your media duties. And you are, you are very natural and you've got that charisma and you seem to really enjoy it. Is that something that you can, you know, maybe host in Bake Off as well? Um, <laughs> can you see <laughs> Match of the Day, Bake Off? Do you, do you think that that's where Ooh. your career will take you after, you know, when you, when you eventually do hang up your boots? I mean, those, what you've just said, I'd, l I'd love to that, that to be my career post-football. Um, who knows? 
what what it will hold but yeah i've been doing them um, fair amount of media work with the bbc um i did quite a lot of the world cup as well covering on radio and, and a bit for sky so there is bits that i've done and it's just kind of been one of those things where you didn't know you'd want to do it but you try it and then you think oh wow this is this is good and and i didn't go seeking opportunities i'm a player i'm contracted with everton and my focus as well and truly on the pitch um but we kind of like we're drip drip feeding like moments in when i'm doing kind of bits here and there for the radio and so really enjoying it and obviously the club are being really supportive of it as well um i never want to do anything that's gonna kind of conflict my current situation i don't really want to be talking about england managers or or things like that because it's not really my place to say but um equally just giving my my opinion and insight into a player's perspective on on radio shows for example like five live and thoroughly enjoying it and and yeah post-career it's it's definitely something i want to be involved in um but like i said who knows how and and when that will evolve but for now i mean i want to play she's all about the business on the pitch at the moment and you know i can definitely foresee a, a a very um good career for you when you as as i said when you do eventually hang up your boots but you mentioned they're doing stuff with five live and um that 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 ties in quite nicely as well doesn't it because of course you know you'll follow the men's team you train in the same environment um what's it been like to is that as you've just mentioned there from a player's point of view what's it like watching james rodriguez for everton this season and 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 some of the stuff you maybe catch glimpses of him at, at finch farm and training and stuff like that but what's it like to watch him and know that you know we've got players such as yourselves and 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 James Rodriguez, your Valerie Gavans, like this is this is big, isn't it, at the moment with Everton? Yeah, I mean, I can really feel the kind of the, the resurgence of the club. Um, like I mentioned to you off air earlier about one of my best friends, her, her other half, he's a, a mad Everton fan and he messages me all the time, like up the toffees and like he's watching, yes. texting me during the games, going, you're watching it? And I'm like, yeah, and we're talking about players and he sends me photos of James Rodriguez all the time because he loves him and he's just like, this is, this guy's the silkiest football ever. <laughs> the silkiest <laughs> footballer ever. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's obviously the club is, is going places. You can feel it. And um, the likes of, you know, James Rodriguez, can't even say his name. Um, the, way, the way he kind of glues the team and, and progresses the team forward on the pitch and his, his passing and technical ability has been a huge asset for the club um, and I think he's really benefiting from working again with Carlo Ancelotti and um, yeah he seems to be kind of bringing the best out of players around him so um, they're really exciting to watch. There's kind of some similarities through in you know the, the the shift in terms of you said you can see it happening the clubs going places you know we've got two top managers in Carlo Ancelotti, Willie Kirk both of Pend their long-term futures to the club. You've got young players in the teams at Everton, you know, your Calvert-Lewin, your Anthony Gordon, so different levels of their career. Some coming really good now, then players developing. You see that at Everton as well. But then you've got Hammers in there. It's like, of course, we've got young dev players coming through. We've got great players, but at the earlier stages of their career, then you've got some bigger names coming in and experience. There, there, there is them kind of similarities through, isn't it? And it's great to see as as a football club because we are one club we are Everton and it's great to see them both you know both the men's and, and the women's team respectively going in a really exciting direction yeah it feels that way as well as a player it certainly feels like there's a parallel kind of improvement on both sides the men and the women and I think that that's credit to the club and the board and um the vision um obviously <laughs> 
Willie will appreciate me saying this, but himself and Carlo Ancelotti, I mean, the club is managed by two top managers. And I think that we are obviously benefiting from the knowledge and the expertise and the investment and the improvement in the club. And like I said, it's an exciting team to be part of. And um, yeah, we just want to keep getting there and getting to the top. Definitely. And I can't wait to watch this, this progress, this journey. It's definitely a really exciting one and, and one that I can't wait to when the fans can come and watch you girls in the flesh at the moment. I know everybody's watching tentatively every week on the FA player. <laughs> I want to talk to you about you, you know, off of the pitch as well. And we believe, uh, well, I know this as well to be true, that you are a, a very, very big fan of a certain Taylor Swift. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... She she released two albums during lockdown. What a legend! Like she you? six six months apart. Like who can do that? Only Taylor <laughs> Swift, obviously. But um, no, I mean she. <laughs> I get a lot of uh, a lot of stick for enjoying her music, but I think deep down, a lot of people do. They just don't admit it, like I do. Listen, um, Taylor Swift. I mean, a Taylor Swift thing comes on the radio on your iPod. You're gonna. You know, you're having a great time. You're either. You're singing about your ex, you're getting emotional, you're having a dance in the kitchen. She's got a song for every emotion. She's sorted she has, us out through lockdown. She has. Um, and, yeah, she's. I just enjoy listening to her albums on my drive to training every morning. So I love um, that. I'm ever in doubt when I get in my car and I'm leaving the driveway. I'm sort of thinking, what should I put on this morning? It's either the radio, catch up with the sports news, or I'll get my Spotify on. And then I'm like, oh, what, what playlist? Oh. Taylor Swift <laughs> and what song because like gosh god what are you saying sorry is I'm just saying like uh, her new albums are great and then I love them oh <laughs> uh, well I uh, do you know what I want to know what your favorite Taylor Swift song what is the song that you put because obviously she's got like shake it off and feel good ones like that like if you're feeling in a bit of a bad mood and you think I'm gonna give myself what's your go-to like feel good Taylor Swift song um like I love her old stuff like I'm a big fan of like Hey Steven and 15 and off her old album, her current album. Um, I'm a big fan of the song Ivy and Ivy. Tis, Tis the Season, it's called. Um, is it a Christmas song? Just, uh, no, that, that was released just before Christmas, but it wasn't a Christmas song. Ah. Um, so yeah, I'd say those two off, off the, the most recent album, yeah. Do you know what? I hope that Taylor is going to um, get in contact with Izzy for promoting her so well and, and get her <laughs> get her a signed shirt. I just I just something tells me she doesn't need my platform like <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift has posters of Izzy Christensen. <laughs> if we can get Taylor Swift to Walton Hall Park then I'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't get her here then. We don't want you to do that just yet. Imagine that, like a, a, a Walton Hall Park rendition of Spirit of the Blues, countryfied by Taylor Swift. But no, we, we've got to continue in with, this, with these fun and games. Um, <laughs> I've got a, a quick fire quiz for you here. Um, well, actually, this is, a new, this is a new kind of format that we're trying, and you're going to be the first to do it, Izzy, so you're going to set the, set the standard here and set the pace. It's, it's 60 seconds, and I want to see how many questions you can answer in that 60 seconds, as is possible. Um, so I'm going to set up my little stopwatch here. So I'll, shall I count you in once you're ready? I'm good when you are. Perfect. Okay. Go. Childhood hero. 
Frank Lampard. Favourite place in the world? Mallorca. Funniest Everton teammate? Um, Simone McGill. Fastest Everton teammate? Dan Turnett slash Hayley Razzo. I, I can't commit. Pre-match meal? Uh, baked beans, bagel and eggs. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Biggest inspiration? Chess Ennis. If you could play another position, where would it be? Right back. Favourite star from another sport? Chess Ennis. <laughs> <laughs> Hat trick or last minute winner? Last minute winner. Chocolate or ice cream? Chocolate. Toughest opponent? Juliet. That's time. Twelve is the record so far for Izzy Christensen. Twelve. I think that's quite impressive, actually. And also, content idea, let's make Dan and Hayley race because you're quite right. They're two of the fastest people I've ever seen run in the flesh. It's remarkable. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to get through Chris Difford on that one, the uh, performance team and Jack Glover. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be getting in trouble here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> But get, just them down, to... get them down the Albert Dock doing it. That's it. Where oh, <laughs> nice backdrop. The liver buildings, little oh, blue. Great make content. A, let's make an occasion of this. Do you know? I don't know who my money would be on. Probably Haley. Just I, I couldn't call it. I just but, think on a football pitch, it's so like if there's a ball on an angle. I, I don't know, but in a straight flat out race. Let's make. I want. I want. I want to know this. Even if we have to time the fastest run over a distance, like I, I, I think stats-wise this season, Dan might have clocked a higher speed than Haley. But I don't think Haley keeps saying she's not hit her top speed yet since she's been at Everton. Well, Haley, this is a challenge to you now. <laughs> Get that acceleration up, girl, and let's clock it and see. <laughs> see who's gonna come out on top with that one but no that would certainly be a uh, one to watch because yeah two of the fastest people i've ever seen it's it's a really a sight to behold when they're bombing down the wings it's brilliant you know th this time is he that, that we've spent the last sort of 12 months obviously unfortunately for you it's kind of it kind of all kicked off really uh, when you first came to Everton this this COVID situation. So it's been tough. It's been I know that you are always very appreciative of your situation and that you are still able to play football, go to work in a safe environment, and do something that you love. Um, but you took the initiation last year yourself off your own back um, to sign up for Common Goal, um, which was set up by Juan Mata, and it's professional footballers who have committed to giving a percentage of their wages um, back to Common Goal to charity, football charities around the world. How important was it for you to do that? And again, it shows and the, the matches in kind of morals and stuff from yourself, the club and that kind of thing. How important is it to you? Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's something which I'd kind of been thinking about and looking at from afar the the organisation that Common Goal is. Um, I wanted to learn more about it. Um, I wanted to understand their prerogatives and their objectives. Um, and the more I read about it and the more I heard about it, the more I was like impressed with the organisation and the way in which they um, 
reach out to hundreds of projects around the world to improve people's livelihoods through football because we all know how important football is to people and I think even more so in this pandemic people who have that release of going to watch football every weekend that haven't got that will probably be struggling in, in many ways whether they know it or not that they're missing something huge from their lives so I think it's really <laughs> obvious to see how big football can um, can impact people's lives and I think that the Common Goal project is something which I really do urge like any fellow professionals to be involved in because um, we have such a big platform to be able to impact people and I was really interested in like sanitation and, and water supplies for example yeah. things we would take for granted that I take for granted we all do that we just turn on a tap and we've got clean water and those sorts of things if you think about it if you've got clean water you can remain hydrated and whether you're an athlete or not being hydrated is important and I think that it's it's really important that we understand that we're in a very privileged position and that people from afar can look over to us and be inspired and I'm actually on a zoom call next week with um, a woman in Kenya who has been running a project uh, in in her country in her village um to do with sanitation and water so it's we're just going to have a chat on zoom um and talk about obviously football and, and using football as a tool to empower people and i think i've always been hugely respectful of one matter um i've always like really admired him as a player and as a guy as well um and yeah like i said that i saw other professionals around the league uh joining common goal and it, it made my ears it made me look up and, and it, through lockdown, it was a no-brainer for me. I wanted to do it. And um, yeah, I'm really proud to be part of that organisation. And yeah, I wish I could help more. But obviously, it's, it's difficult when we're so remote at the moment. But um, yeah, looking forward to what that will hold in the future as well. Well, it's just lovely to hear that and to hear that you're going to be having that Zoom call um, to the lady in Kenya who's, as you just said, you wanted to get involved in helping with, with sanitation and, and, and water and all that kind of stuff. And you're doing that and you're able to, to see. And it must be a really nice thing for both of you, for her to have that time to talk with you and you can see the difference that, that you're making. And I, I really respect that, you you know, as you said, you're urging fellow professionals to to get on board and this mental health side of things is huge and again you know something that is, is also a massive thing on the agenda of Everton in the community which I know you do an awful lot with um is the people's place and before this was going to be being created even before we fell into this pandemic that nobody could have foreseen the people's place is going to be a purpose-built facility here in Alfort just for mental health. How important is, is that? And I know, again, you've been contributing with the sleep out, with where you slept out in the cold at Goodison Park and various other things. You're always getting involved. Um, and that's a, that's a great facility that should be hopefully built soon. Yeah, massive and huge from the club. I think that the press that the club was receiving through the first lockdown back in March last year, that the way in which the club was supporting the community said, volumes about the club that we are and I think that really inspired me and I'm within it um, and obviously things that have been facilitated by the club through us as players and the men's side as well about calling I remember I was I've been on the phone a few times to um, an Everton fan who is has had a lot of um, 
bad experiences over the last year or so and um, just being able to speak to her and for her to have that engagement with an Everton player I think has been big for her um, but I, obviously to hear that is amazing and um, I think that just goes to show like where the, the priorities are with the club and how important the community is. Izzy, I think that's a really, really lovely place to end this podcast. Um, it's genuinely been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm sorry I've kept you so long because I could talk to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and thanks as ever for everything you do for the club. Look forward to seeing you stick one in the back of the net at Walton Hall Park this weekend. <laughs> thanks very much for having me. Well, that draws an end to another thoroughly enjoyable podcast sponsored by Lalette. We will be back... Well, I say we because Davy Thompson will be back with me next time in a fortnight for your next official Everton Women's Podcast. We'll see you then. Up the toffees. When we have questions about our body, periods and, well, pretty much anything else, most of us turn to the search engines, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. What we really need is straightforward answers and expert advice to put our minds at ease, and that's where Lilette's Talk comes in. It's a safe, confidential space where you can ask the questions that you need to and get a no-nonsense answer, whatever your life stage or query, and this is how it works. Send a message anytime via text or WhatsApp on 0116-326-1967. Ask a question about periods, puberty, maternity, menopause, products or anything else in between. It's completely anonymous so Lilette won't know any details about who you are and will never use your number for marketing purposes. You'll get an answer back within 24 hours and the best bit, your answer will come from a real person and not a bot. The dedicated team at Lilette's will be available between 6am and 6pm to answer your questions. That number again is 0116326 1967. So let's talk.